Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm your co-host, Robert Luke, Associate Editor at Cargo Facts. Robert, I want to begin with you. You were chasing down a lead all week. Could you tell me a little bit more about it? I'm out of breath and tired and my legs are exhausted chasing down this lead, Andrew. But yes, I was and I have finally caught up to it. However, the only thing I can disclose at this time, have to still keep it on the down low, is that an up and coming lessor in the Asian Pacific region, I won't give any exact coordinates, is about to acquire some wide bodies. And it's not a huge uh, number but it's still significant nonetheless because they just recently started uh, entering the industry and making their presence felt. So we're going to leave you guys uh, tuned in for more information on that as we uh, discover more, but we will provide it because that's what we're known to do here at Cargo Facts. We don't quit until it's published. With a mysterious order for wide bodies that and coming from the I believe you said Southwest Asia. Um I I, I, I want to then turn <laughs> I just said the Asian Pacific and I'm leaving it right there, Andrew. But yeah, good, good try. <laughs> it we 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 we, we can bring up Central Airlines, uh, which recently launched their 777 service. This is a service that they're providing in part with Yun Express. Now, the, their inaugural flights will connect Europe and Asia with their sole 777 freighter. Uh, you can read that story on CargoFacts.com. We covered that when they originally acquired the aircraft, but buried in the press release and not getting too much attention, was their attention to have an additional 777 freighter. Uh, we spoke to Young Express uh, the, about that intention, which they said they are projected to reach 28,000 tons of traffic by 2024, uh, and are expecting a second 777 freighter soon. Um, this is something that we'll be uh, keeping a very close eye on in the coming days. Um, Robert, back to you, because uh, I think that you had mentioned that you'd found a, a, tr a story involving a narrow-body Boeing aircraft that might be appearing on our website later this afternoon. Yes, uh, I was able to confirm. But first, before I do that, I do want to uh, give a shout out to Sky High. Uh, they actually this week began operating their first 737 Classic Freighter, the first ever in uh, their fleet arsenal uh, as they enter into the air cargo space out of the very so want to be there Dominican Republic uh, country just a little bit below us here on the United States continent. Um, and I do believe that there is a opportunity for a second one to be integrated into service with the carrier coming up again later on this year. So I did want to mention that and thank uh, Carlos Koch over at Extreme Aviation Holdings for uh, providing us with that information. Uh, definitely got to recognize where the source came from and let them know that we're truly appreciative for allowing us to be the first to cover breaking news in the air freight industry. But going back to your original uh, question there, Andrew, we do have another story coming up with um, 
Genesis Leasing uh, taking their first freighter of its portfolio and putting it into service with uh, Malaysian-based Cargo Express, who in turn is actually going to be operating it for uh, Chennai uh, Logistics out of um, Hangzhou, China, if I've got that uh, correctly pronounced, excuse me, if I haven't. So that's definitely a first that we're able to get our hands on that we're definitely appreciative of as well. And I do see uh, some more opportunity coming from Genesis as they also confirmed a second 737-800 freighter will be under contract next month. They would not disclose who that would who that will be with just yet as the contract is still in the final stages of completion. But they did also share with me that they have uh, two more of their 737-800s in their current portfolio being uh, placed into fee stock for conversion with another uh, freighter operator who they have not disclosed with uh, the name of yet either. But we will be able to reveal that once they give us permission to do so. So, you know, 2023 is starting off pretty interesting uh, as far as uh, the redeliveries and conversion orders that are being placed. And I think, you know, again, uh, with the noted uh, slowdown in the pace of the market as far as you know the rates to the loads and uh the other uh issues from regulatory to COVID, post COVID, still affecting the industry it's still uh from the narrow body freighter perspective and even in some cases from the wide body freighter uh, angle it's still generating pretty strong what do you think andrew you know i think it, it, in my time at cargo facts it seems like there's there's weeks whether it's it's a two week combination where there's one freighter type that really stands out and so far in 2023 both of these weeks the 737 classic has made a lot of headlines i, I don't want to spend too much time on our podcast this week talking about the classic because i know we we spent a healthy portion of last week's podcast talking about it but um we had the 737 that uh classics that are going to be um added to the buffalo airways fleet um that's a story that's coming up on cargofacts.com later this afternoon um that fleet is so interesting um Mm -hmm. because the um they have been using radial engine powered aircraft. I'm talking World War II era, DC-3s, DC-4, um, and then a little bit more modern, um, it's funny to say modern when describing them, but modern Lockheed Electras. Um, mm. And the reason why they use those aircraft is to, um, for the operations in the Arctic conditions in the Northern Territories of Canada. Uh, so you have the 737 Classic being deployed there. You also have um, more 737 activity um, out of Georgia, Georgia-based Camex Airlines having big news this week um, with their plans to acquire an additional 737-800 later this year, uh, sometime in the spring, uh, which is is good to hear. They originally had plans to end 2022 with four freighters, which they they fell short of that goal, but they're still, uh, adding freighters and they're spreading them out um, because they've created a new airline, Slovenia, uh, in Slovenia. So Camex Adria Airlines will be issued a Slovenian AOC and stop start operating sometime in April uh, once 
Pennsylvania government grants its approval. Um, now that's going to be with 737-800 uh, BCF uh, on lease from ICE lease. Um, I, I think that there was a lot of what we we found out from, to, to answer your question, Robert, where I think what we found out um, from our um, sessions at Cargofax Symposium was that there's, well, the market fluctuate fluctuations um, allow for long-term confidence in wide-body uh, freighters to keep those orders fairly consistent um, in these turbulent markets. Um, I I think that more and more attention is going to be placed on the narrow-body market and to see how that fluctuates. So we know the 737 800 uh, market has, has been, I don't want to say the term ridiculous, but it's been competitive to say the least. Absolutely. And if I can go back to the Buffalo Airways um, piece that you that you featured and just mentioned, um, you know, first of all, shout out to Mikey and the rest of the team. Uh, I would I would definitely say if I could liken liken their fleet uh, to a, an old cliche, old habits die hard. It just seems like the old aircraft just refuse to quit, whether it's the DC three or the DC eight or you know, even in some cases, the 727, you still even see some of those flying. It's just like, and even the DC-8, you know, um, hint, hint, DHL, we're still waiting for confirmation. But, you know, a lot of these older airframes and types are really still proven that it's very hard to get rid of them. So, you know, kudos to, to, the, to the manufacturing and the engineering and the design and, and, and the quality of aircraft that came out before and during our time of existence. So um, switching over to the uh, wide body freighters very briefly here, um, you know, you made a good point because, you know, with Boeing announcing that there are some extensive delays that are going to take place with the 787 Dreamliner, that is really going to impact the fee stock for the 777-300ERs as far as the conversion uh, programs that are trying to get certified and how, you know, their numbers that they once projected to be able to feed into their programs are definitely going to be affected and significantly altered in in the in the quantity and production rate as you know this in light of the new news that's being uh, sh shared by Boeing so it's going to be an interesting next couple of years to see how all of this unfolds as we move forward because everybody still has uh, a finish line that that they're trying to cross and they're going to cross it with or without the expected number so um I think it's going to be a, a uh, a very interesting uh, next couple of months and even years as we progress forward with the conversion side of the uh, wide body segments, particularly with the triple sevens. There'll certainly be more to watch in contrasting the the uh, vintage uh, DC threes from the Buffalo Airways story. Another story I want to highlight um, this week was Lobo leasing. Now they announced the week prior that they would lease uh, five uh, Pipistrel uh, Nuva V300 drones to humanitarian logistics subsidy Air Taurus. We spoke down with, uh, we, we sat down with them and exchanged a couple of words. And this is, I think, iconic for our industry in a couple of ways, because just in 2023, we in the few weeks that were that we've had, We've seen two major orders from major leasing companies. These are 
primarily helicopter leasing companies that are purchasing drones on a speculative basis. Now, local leasing had purchased these drones back in 2022, then on a speculative basis. Now they're finding their first customer. And, I, you know, to my knowledge, this would be the first less deal of where we're developing terms of a lease of how do you lease a drone? Um, you know, it's going to be a lot different from from an aircraft um, and both Lobo Leasing and their customer Air Taurus are going to cooperate together to develop a leasing model for the drone type. Um, now, deliveries aren't going to occur until 2025 or 2026 based around uh, the development of the drone itself. Um, but I think that this is something that we want to get in on the ground level because it's going to define the industry for years to come. And, you know, just even hearing that brings a lot of questions like, you know, and we won't really get too deep into it, but just a couple of bullet points here. What is the term of the lease? You know, how do you define the length of the lease? Uh, when do you and how do you value the actual product? Because this is all brand new and in a new industry still, even though there's a lot of uh, commonplace or regulatory and um, rules being set in format for the drone segment. It's just again, how do you even establish if there are going to be any, what the maintenance reserves will look like and what the return conditions look like and how many hours per month are allocated uh, for usage of the drone. You know, these are a lot of segments that are that are still unknown you know, unknown uh, places that have yet to be discovered. So it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, standardize the format for this going forward. I, I, these are very good questions. And I think that um, one to provide further speculation is the batteries. Now, a lot of the drones that we're, we're monitoring are electric powered. Now, that does a lot of great things for sustainability, but if you're leasing them, you're not returning a drone with the same type of battery condition. Now, this is going to be this. This is also true of any traditional freighter because you're going to put hours on engines that need to be overhauled, um, and maintenance becomes expensive that that way. But um, for such a developing industry, um, when, I mean, when these drones are returned, it's uh, it's unclear whether they will have less battery capacity um, than when they were first given to the companies on lease. Um, it, it, we'll have to find out. Um, and then how do you appraise the value for insurance purposes? You know, all of that has to, those are unknown factors that have to be identified. We'll have to um, be asking more and more questions as these new lessors emerge and develop the industry. Um, we're, we're keeping it short and sweet for this episode, but I want to close out with two quick housekeeping items, if I can. You notice um, there's the absence of our colleague Jeff Lee. He was away on vacation. I think that's news for everyone that uh, our colleague Jeff Lee takes vacation. Yeah, now, well, it, he he was in Japan, and while in Japan, he got was on a tour of ANA's maintenance facilities uh, in Tokyo. Uh, we'll certainly be asking him questions about that experience next podcast. Um, furthermore, 
um, something that we should bring up is Air Cargo Next. Air Cargo Next is a rebrand of our sister publication, Air Cargo World. Air Cargo Next is going to feature cutting edge content of new technologies in the freighter industry. Um, we're, it, it's the oldest publication of our brand and we're the, for, for the last 80 years that they've been a leading news source for the industry. Um, now for the next 80 years, they're going to be a leading news source covering the future of the industry. Um, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing work under that brand name, hanging around our, my favorite Cargo Facts team. But I'm leaving you in the good hands of Robert Luke on the podcast until we decide what how we're going to format um, our next episode. Um, it, but we wanted to highlight Air Cargo next, and if you are interested in uh, digital booking platforms, sustainability, and drone development, I'd encourage you to give them a look. And for those who don't know, in the world over, Air Cargo is next up. So be prepared. What an excellent way for us to end. For more multimedia coverage like this, search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and search CargoFacts.com. Thank you very much for tuning in and join us again next time.